Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Well, welcome to the Sherry Clip. Um, I guess my intro won't be starting tonight. I'm not exactly sure why, but if it does kick in, I apologize. But anyhow, welcome to the Sherry Clip. I have a real exciting guest on tonight. We will be talking to Zenith Nevers. Zenith, are you Whoa. with me? Yeah, 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 there's an audience in the background. We should have added it's a clip true. of an audience. Ah, oh, that would have been great. <laughs> we, we, we'll we'll do it again next time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> I really do. i got to have like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can help you with it. Most of the voices will mysteriously sound just like my voice, but that never mind that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll send in the clip you, of all my fans. You are that man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing? I am doing great, having a really good night tonight. Um, up here in the Northeast, it's actually cool for us. So I know you're down in Florida, right? Yes. Oh, see, I'm in, uh, it's like, today I'm in Stanford, Florida. Oh, wow. And what, what's the weather like? Oh, my goodness. It's horrible weather. It's 85, and I am, like, I'm having to suffer in shorts and tank tops and flip-flops. And, um, oh, my God. It's, yes, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you heard what we're having up here. It's like, It's like 46 right now. And everyone's mm. wearing sweatshirts, and the leaves are changing, and it's you know that's a sign the snow will be falling soon. So send up some of that Yay. heat, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gladly. <laughs> well, if Al Gore is correct, it'll be up there very soon. It's true. It, you know, around here it could happen any day. At, at night <laughs> it gets so cold up here. I mean, we we're, the air conditioners are already out of the windows and they're shut, but. But anyhow, well, I gotta, Florida weather we gotta is uh, like, you. okay, let's talk about me. Forget Florida. Okay. I just don't want to waste <laughs> all your time. We'll, we'll talk about Florida again, though. But, um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, Zenith, give, give me an idea of who you are and what are you about so our listeners know. Uh, well, my name is Zenith Evers. I am a, a comedian motivational speaker, author, and I'm also the founder and uh, president of the Nevers Foundation, which is a children's charity. That's me in a nutshell. Wow, so you are like multi-man. I am. I am a multi-man, yeah. I'm I'm, um, either, apparently I'm half Mexican and half Jamaican. Oh. (laughs) I have many jobs, is what I'm trying to say. That was, no. That's not for real at all. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I well, I haven't the, actually met you. In the sense that they're so. really hardworking people. Yeah, that's true. That is true, actually. Um, now, so you do public speaking, and you do comedian, and you have this big foundation. What is your main topic right now? What 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 do you like to focus on? Maybe using all three of your talents. Well, the talents are all. Um, encompassed around um, exploiting or, or, or sharing, should I say, happiness. Nice. Helping people uh, find happiness and find purpose. 
Mm-hmm. And that is something great that comedians can do. So why not use it oh, towards other things, right? Well, now, do you, do you... Uh, yeah. I mean, comedians, obviously, they make people laugh. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would like to imagine that I, I, I want to go a step further than that. You know, making people laugh, that was the first goal. And then after that, I said, okay, how can I make people laugh? And then they walk away and say, that's kind of true what he said about such and such. And people reflect and grow. Hmm. Well, so is that what gave you an idea to kind of open your foundation? Uh, no. Um, funny. Here, I uh, actually started the children's charity first. I um I suffered a setback in 2008 with the economy collapsing, and I realized that even though I had an amazing job and I had an amazing home previous to 2008, it was foreclosed, and I found myself at a spot where I was kind of reflecting. Yeah, I had a nice home, um, but uh, I probably swam in the pool uh, maybe three or four times. You know, I had an, a couch with Italian leather, but I probably sat on that couch one time. And I remember that one time because that one time led to a huge argument between me and my at-the-time wife where she said something along the lines of, I I shouldn't be wearing jeans while sitting on an Italian leather couch. And I said, I paid for this couch, so if I want to be bare bottom on this couch, I will. (laughs) And so um, she kicked me and my jeans out of the house (laughs) for the night. Um, Oh, my goodness. But in any case, (laughs) um, I in 2008 decided that I had an amazing home and a mortgage of $2,227.52 and I didn't really enjoy my life. You know, I would leave and the kids are sleeping and I would get home and they were sleeping. So I decided when the business that I was running um, collapsed, I decided, well, I want to do what I like. And I unfortunately have no freaking clue what that is. So I went back to serving tables and eventually, um, I threw myself more into charity. Eventually, that led into starting my own charity. Once I started the charity, I, I was never—I never stopped being a happy-go-lucky, you know, immature guy. Um, and uh, I would often find scrutiny. People would say, "Oh, I don't think you should make a joke on MySpace or on Facebook about." black guys if you have a children's charity. And then I would reply something like, um, you're white, and my black friends thought it was hilarious, but you're offended? Um, hmm. Okay. I mean, it's not a black people charity. It's a children's charity. You, yesterday I posted, you got to hand it to pedophiles, at least they slow down in school zones. And you liked that comment. You thought it was hilarious. It's a children's charity. That would make more sense that you'd be offended by that one. But I was at a crossroads where I realized, okay, what do I do? Because I don't want to change who I am. I like finding humor in, in everyday observations. I don't, I'm not, if there's something that I want to teach with the Neverest Foundation is that I don't think that you have to be rich or famous or religious or serious. You don't have to be anything. You can be yourself and still make a change. Even if that change that you want to make in the world is very small, uh, first off, even the smallest change could be a big change to someone else. And second mm-hmm. off, the smallest pebble 
thrown into a pond can still make ripples that reach the edge. So never never question yourself. Just go ahead and do you. You don't have to be whatever society uh, chooses you to be. Uh, Roosevelt once said that uh, society is always going to judge you, and um, you can be everything that the world wants you to be, but they'll still judge you. Or you can be yourself. They'll judge you. But one of those two is easier than the other. So uh, in any case, a friend of mine said, well, why don't you try to become a comedian, and then the world will view you a little less serious. They'll take what you say. You'll be a comedian that has a children's charity, and you won't be so scrutinized. And so that kind of ended up happening after the children's charity, if that makes any sense. Wow. That's interesting. And um, what type of children's foundation or charity do you have? Um, what well, is we it help children on? in general. We do have three main programs. Uh, the first program helps children that are uh, homeless. The second program helps children that are sick in the hospital. And the third program helps children that are victims of child abuse. And we also take on other side <coughs> projects. And um, we are based here in the United States, but at least a minimum of one project a year takes place in a third world country. So, for example, last year we went to the Democratic Republic of Congo, which is in Africa. And we sent them supplies. They happen to be the poorest country in the world. Wow. My goodness. No, what <clears throat> what do you do when you get there? What type of being such a different type of country? I mean, how do you come out as going there in like an event type thing? Um, well, I mean, you'd be amazed how little effort it makes to make a difference in these uh, in, in 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 any in any event. And, I mean, here in the United States, it takes a little more effort because, uh, you know, um, you have sometimes you want to help a certain organization and they have certain rules that you have to abide by or they have certain requirements that they have to abide by legally or by insurance or whatnot. Uh, um, in other countries, though, it takes even less um, energy, even less funds to be able to help. But just to give you an idea, the United States, the current GDP is approximately 48000 uh, dollars. GDP is a number that we use to get an idea of the the, the country's poverty level. And the United States is not the richest country in the world. It's currently held at, I believe, 11. Um, but to give you an idea, the, the, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere is currently Haiti. Haiti drops hmm. from 48000 to approximately $1,200. That's their GDP. And Haiti wow. is rich in contrast to some of the countries in the Eastern Hemisphere, most of which are, are countries that are in Africa. So, for example, in Africa, Sierra Leone drops to half of that. It's, its GDP is 600. Um, and you go to other countries, they drop more and more. The poorest is the Congo, which is currently under a dollar. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that's so, wow. you know, which I guess is it's also – ties in with how to be happy um, because there's really no reason to ever be unhappy, um, especially if you are on the Eastern Hemisphere. But not that not that poverty or um, the lack of poverty has anything to do with it, but 
it does help for you to recognize um, how to be grateful for things because the fact is, is that if you have a roof over your head, if you have running water, if you have a refrigerator, those three items is the requirement for you to classify yourself as richer than 75% of the world's population. Wow. And these are things oh that we goodness. commonly take for granted. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I how, mean, how do you set up something like not coming to my home, but <laughs> mm-hmm. what was that here? Uh, oh, I was just saying, um, how do you set up to go to, like, Congo to do something like this? Oh, uh, that was a... Do people uh, get a hold of you? Participate in any way, shape, or form. You definitely want to visit our website, which is the Um, If you want to uh, follow up on comedy, then it would be forward slash comedy. On motivational speaking, it would be forward slash motivational speaking. But everything is through the neverfoundation.org. I've always made sure that the foundation is that website uh, because, to me, they are all synonymous. Even though they are separate entities you know, with their own motor, they all are foundations. They're all branches of the same tree. Right. Wow. Now, did you find this foundation on your own? This is something you developed? Yeah, I mean, I was, um, I kind, of, you know, my mom always taught, brought me up to um, consider other people and their and their wants and needs, and um, you know, we didn't have the best life. You know, we weren't rich. I grew up in the projects. You know, even though I'm I'm actually Cuban, but uh, even though I'm Cuban, I, I look very Caucasian. Uh, not Caucasian like I grow my own vegetables. Not that white, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I, I I was commonly called, you know, white boy or cracker and all those uh, uh, words in my neighborhood. And uh, so we grew up in poverty. But even though we grew up in poverty, my mom taught me that if you have a sandwich and you have just one sandwich, it means you can give half of that sandwich to someone else in need. And so I grew up uh, with that principle kind of embedded in my genetics. And um, when the economy collapsed, I, I remember commonly because I my 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 education is in business management, and um, I remember commonly coming home from helping out with another charity and being frustrated. Well, you know, I know it's nonprofit, but I feel like it should be ran as if it were a for profit in the sense that um, even though it's nonprofit, you still should try to. Uh, get customer service being one of your, you know. So the customers in this case would be twofold, would be not just the individuals that you're trying to help, but also the volunteers that are coming out to help you. So focusing on customer service in this uh, line of work is a little different than, let's say, a restaurant where you want to make sure that their steak is cooked medium rare or however they want it, and you want to make sure that they had a great time. You want to make sure that they come back. So in this in this line of work, obviously the customer service would be you want to make sure that the people that you're helping, you're not only helping, but they're never feeling like you're being condescending to them because they are in need. You want to make sure that they're comfortable, that whenever they need help again, that they come back, uh, which is kind of easy uh, because they are in need and are, are very are usually not as picky as you would say somebody trying to order a ribeye. 
Uh, but you also want to be uh, have that customer service sense with the individuals that are coming out to volunteer. Did they have a great time? Was it a positive experience? You know, how do you get them to come back out? Or if somebody donates, the same concept. You know, you want to make sure that they know where their money or their don- donated items, w- what they went to use for, and so that they feel like they made a big difference. And so commonly I would come home and I'd be frustrated and, ah, you know, I would have sent out thank you cards or I would have done this or whatever. And my friend one time said, uh, you know, why don't you shut up and just start your own charity? And I was like, you know what? That's actually <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, well, what, who do I help? Because I, I really like um, animals and children, uh, not so much humans. <laughs> so how, how, do I, how do I help? How do I help those? And, and eventually that led to children. Uh, I probably, I blame my kids because they're such amazing children. Um, so I, that's the, the spawn of the Nevers Foundation came about. That is awesome. Now, you are constantly looking for people to help with your organization as well. Is that correct? Yes. Um, we, now, our organization is still very small. Um, we have over 30 events a year, so we don't have a huge demand um, for capital or for, you know, donated items, but but anything and everything that is sent is always put to use and 100% used to the charity. Um, right now, we currently do not have uh, any employees on salary or anything like that. That, of course, would be a long-term goal. I You know, I dream of having uh, individuals working for the charity, uh, because you know they'll they'll be able to give up whatever job they're doing and and dedicate a hundred percent of their time to the Nevers Foundation. But currently, no one's on salary, so everything that is donated to capital or item wise is put a hundred percent to use. Wow. Now, what, what do you take in for donations? Is it just um, like cash donations? Is what you use, or do you take in clothing and stuff like that? Toys? Well, we we will take everything. Um, cash is usually the things that people give the least, or at least in my current circle of friends, if that makes any sense. Um, uh, but you find I have found that sometimes the people with the least amount to give are the ones that give the greatest. Um, mm-hmm. It's very similar to you know stories that you've heard uh, of you know the, the the widow woman giving you know. What's very little to her in comparison to others giving, you know, a lot of money, but to them it was chump change, so the widow gave the greatest. Um, But uh, we take everything. Um, Cash is something that is probably most useful because it is the most flexible. It can be used for anything, Uh, but really anything is accepted. I mean, some people have (laughs) donated once a treadmill. Well, I, I don't really see kids running on a treadmill, but what we can do is we can sell it to the yard sale and turn that into capital. So really nothing is turned down. Um, women give often clothes, and we, we put that to use, either put it to use uh, with our own charity or we send it to sister charities with similar causes for women or whatnot. Men, men's clothing is the one that we least often get, 
uh, and that's okay. We don't really help men as much. Uh, we do, obviously, when we're trying to help out children. Uh, sometimes we help out their parents as well. Men's, men's, uh, men's items are the, the least often uh, received. Uh-huh. A lot of that has to do with the fact that I have underwears with like four or five holes in them, and I'm not throwing them away because they're awesome and whatever. That's how I use them. <laughs> and every girlfriend, every girlfriend I've ever dated has tried to get rid of my holy underwear. Uh, we just we don't we don't get rid of clothes that easily. <laughs> That's how we are. Wow, wow, it's interesting. Like now, it like do it's, you? It's extra cooling. <laughs> they're holy. Yes. Yes, I can wear them to church. They're spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They have the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's funny. Um, Now, you have a website for your charity that people can go visit, right? Yes, that is the neverfoundation.org. That's great. So if they go to the neverfoundation.org, you guys can check out their homepage, how how to help. Um, and what's a, what's the motivational speaking? Can you give me a little insight on what that's all about? Well, I um I I um I'm a self-proclaimed <laughs> uh, happiness expert, and I uh, teach uh, both children and adults, people of all ages, how to accomplish happiness and uh, find purpose in their life. Um, which is actually very, very easy. Well, easy to say, difficult to do. Not difficult because it's something that requires skill, but difficult because it's something that requires persistence and repetition. Mhm. Wow. Now, do you do that towards anyone, like any age, any yes, gender? Any age group. Um, any age group. I I started talking with children uh, actually just recently. Somebody was like, well, you have a children's charity and you do motivational talks for adults. Why don't you do motivational talks for children? And I said, well, uh, good point. Let's, let's do it. (laughs) You know, um, the things are, and the the thing is I I focus on a lot of on children because um, it's a child naturally knows how to be happy. The average child laughs, laughs approximately 300 times a day, and the average adult laughs approximately 17 times a day. Uh, so children wow. are typically naturally happy. So if there's if there's if there's something that I would teach an adult, it would be it would be how to tap into their inner child, how to be childlike once again. Right. I think as adults, you tend to forget. To be to have fun and just take life too seriously. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of things that as adults, uh, throughout the years, we become kind of slaves to, and we lose touch of the things that we thought we didn't even really we didn't even realize we had when we were children. It's funny because we'll commonly hear children say, "Oh." you know, I can't wait to do this, I can't wait to do that, and we'll tell them, oh, man, you don't know how good you got it right now. Um, but we can have it just as good as they they do without losing touch of our responsibility just by having a little bit of balance in our lives. I mean, a, 
I would be way oversimplifying it. But just for example purposes, to be happy, you need two things. The first thing is you need to establish, you need to, um, we all have the ability, or should I call a superpower, and that is gratefulness. Um, But we have to work out, just like if you go to a gym and um, work out, so that we establish that muscle and we and we and we make it larger and we make it better to the point where you can take even the worst things that have ever happened to you and see them as the best things that ever happened to you that's when you really really have have strengthened that muscle of gratefulness uh, and then the second would be the ability to be aware of the present because as adults we are commonly focused on I got to do this, I got to do that, and we're focused on the future, or we're focused on I should have done this, I should have done that. We're focused on the past, but very little time are we actually in the present, um, which is sad because the present is the only thing we have. Even when you imagine the future, you can only imagine the future now, and when you think about the past, you can only think about the past now. But the past is already gone, and the future, when it arrives here, if we're not conscious of it, it will also become the past. So we will end up living a, uh, a conceptual reality that doesn't allow us to live in the actual reality, in the now. So those are the two, if, again, I'm oversimplifying it. There's many subcategories to what I teach people, but the two main categories is to be grateful and to be present at all times for as much time as possible. Right. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. And, <clears throat> you know, I think we need to have more people like you on this planet that can want, that think about happiness and trying to make people more happy. Uh, you well, know, I, I run across... I <laughs> I run across people every day and it's just like, oh, come on, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Well, we have a lot of we have a lot of amazing human beings on Earth, and I think, I think, I think, um, and honestly, in all honesty, I I believe that every every single individual is amazing, and they have inside of them gifts that they just have to claim and 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 use them. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people. They don't. They go through their lives just kind of leaving a life that when they're on their deathbed, they'll look back and they'll reflect and they'll, they'll feel that that life was a life of mediocrity. But we don't have to live that life. We are the writers of our own script, and that movie can be a blockbuster or it can flop. Uh, but at some point in time, we have to realize that wherever you are in life, at some point in time, you made an appointment to be there. And as long as you take self-responsibility and decide, you know what, Um, from now on, I'm going to be writing my own book, and I'm not going to apologize to anybody to make any edit in my life because it's my life at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. That is great that you just put that out there. I really think people need to listen to that and think about that every morning when they wake up. So, um, I just want to say thank you so much, Ken Zenith. I'm sorry. Um, we have about (laughs) two minutes left of the show. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have a brother, Kenneth. 
So, um, so I just want to say thank you so much for joining me tonight and telling us so much about your foundation and who you are and what you do as far as motivational speaking. That's really awesome. And I, I really hope the best for you. And please come back on the show again. We want to do updates and know what's going on. Any, if you don't anytime mind. you want me to come on, yeah. We can do a series oh, awesome. of happiness, whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. Just you tell me when, and uh, we'll book you. Yeah. So anytime. This would be if fun. You callers to call in and ask questions or anything you need. I, I'm I'm glad that you reached out, and I'm I'm very happy to spread the happiness. As Buddha once said, uh, a candle can light up a thousand other candles, and its flame will never use any strength. And likewise, happiness can be spread, and your own happiness will not only not lose its strength, but it will actually give it strength. Wow. That is great. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you once again so much. If you guys want to check out his site once again, um, you can check him out online uh, for the Nevers Foundation. Go to theneversfoundation.org and there it has a wonderful, wonderful website you can check out. And once again, I want to say thank you to all my live studio audience who's with me tonight and all of those who are online listening in. This is wonderful, and thank you, and we hope you get to tune in again soon. Yes, and also Venice, make sure, guys, um, sorry, I just wanted to say make sure that you subscribe, uh, not only to the website but to YouTube. We post at least minimum of one comedy video a week and a minimum of one motivational video a month. Oh, neat. Well, send me that information, too, on Facebook if you can. I will. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very All much right, for everyone. having me on. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Once again, that was Venice Nevers, and we'll check you guys out next time right here on Cherry Clip. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Have a good night. You too, honey. Thank you, listener. Thank you. Bye-bye.